September sky Watching as clouds went by We confess everything to each other Standing next to you Hey everybody, welcome like to Adventure Retire, the podcast where retired people share what they're doing in their retirement to help inspire you to live your best retired life. We are Kurt and Cindy Lilljadal, your hosts. And today we're going to talk to Kim and Liz. Yeah, it sounds like they've uh, been retired about a year and they're kind of mixing up their life a little, getting I out think, there in a camper. Yeah, I think they're living their best retired life. I sure hope so. We'll All find right. out. And they have advice for us. That's right. I can't wait to hear. But first, a life lesson from Kurt's book, Fix the Problem and Other Life Lessons from a Pragmatic Dad. I noticed this when we used to live in a city because now we kind of live out in the country and it really doesn't apply, but for... People living in a city, it definitely applies. When you're at a stoplight and it turns green, don't go. Look both <laughs> ways again, then go. Yeah, make it a fast look because otherwise the horns will honk behind you. Yeah. People are always in a hurry and trying to beat the yellow light in cities. It seems like red means stop, green means go, and yellow means go like hell. And, you know, it's kind of scary if your light turns green and you go out there and somebody's trying to beat that yellow into orange, into red light, you know, they're going to T-bone you and they're going to be at fault, but you're going to be the one in the hospital. Yeah. So, but you know, that's that, that whole life lesson has another message too. It's kind of like the before, uh, look before you leap. Yeah, that's true. You know, don't just jump into something without first checking it out and then checking it again. Wow, look at you, Miss Philosophical. I know, but really, I mean, you can, <laughs> you can read into that life lesson a lot of different ways because sometimes it's that inner stomach uh, gut feeling that says, wait, stop. True, look but again. don't get analysis paralysis. That's right. All right, let's get on to the interview. Today we welcome Kim and Liz, and I'm so excited to talk to you because, Kim, I found you on Facebook. Isn't that just so fun? It is. Doctor. I know. I, I, well, I should tell you that, you know, the article I read from um, MSN was the whole start of the conversation, but I was so happy to, to meet a new friend. And when we do these podcasts, we always start with asking two pretty common questions. What did you do before you retired and how long have you been retired? So you can both answer. Okay. Um, so we have, Similar careers, though different, Um, I was managing a group of eight physical therapy clinics for a large private practice physical therapy group um, before we retired. And we both retired basically on the same day, uh, June 4th of 2021. And I'll let you hear what Liz was doing. Yeah, as Kim alluded to, I worked for the same company um, as a physical therapist and massage therapist. yeah, and okay. that's actually where we, where we met. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, we, we actually retired on the same day, too. And that I think that's a wonderful way to start yeah. a retirement, to tell you the truth. I agree. I, I run into people on a platform that I write on that are one of the couple is retired, and it, and it seems like that's always a struggle. Yeah, and, you know, it's it, the person has to go to work every Monday. It's kind of like, oh, my gosh, I have to go back to work. <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah, but that house better be clean and that meal's cooked and everything <laughs> yeah. like that. 
Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, when I read your article, because I, like I said, I saw your article um, on MSN, and it was about um, what you learned your first year retirement. And I don't even know the exact um, title, but um, you've had this great adventure now for a year. So tell us what brought on this downsizing and moving into an RV and traveling. Yeah. So, um, to make a long story really short for the sake of the podcast, we have a half we... hour just so you know. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> but don't we bore us. Ex- yes. <laughs> we both experienced a fair amount of loss in a really short period of time. Uh, my mom had a stroke. Um, she was a very vibrant person. She had just returned from three a three-week cruise in the Mediterranean with her friends. Um, and this was at late in 2018. Um, and she had a stroke that she could not recover from and needed to uh, go into a, a private care home. So handling for me, trying to work and then also handle her um kind of managing her life and her care and then she uh she died of a second stroke a year later so that was late 2019 I'm sorry um was was just really depleting and we started out 2020 hoping for kind of a clean slate and a great year and we started in the first few weeks um with having to put our beloved labradoodle dog down oh, um yeah due to doggy dementia. Uh, And so that was just heart wrenching. And then of course we went into the pandemic and then Liz's dad died. And we just kind of came to a place of, of asking ourselves, what do we really want to do here? Like, do we want to enjoy the rest of our lives or do we want to continue to kind of have the pedal to the metal and try to continue working in healthcare, which was really, um, as I'm sure you can imagine, which was really stressful during the pandemic. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I, yeah. Totally. So that's kind of what led us to start talking about early retirement. And then I think we really decided about December of 2021, January, I'm sorry, December 2020, January 2021, that we really wanted to, to go ahead and do that. And we started looking at options, whether it be like, using a van that we had converted or uh, perhaps purchasing a trailer. We rented a couple vans, um, didn't really like the setup so much, and then moved on to looking at trailers. And, um, and that. so that's kind of how we ended up where we were uh, in terms of deciding to retire. That's a, that's a smart move that we've heard from other retirees. Before you buy something, rent and see if that works for your lifestyle. Yeah, we had actually put a a chunk of money down with a van conversion company because the wait was so long to get a van converted at that time because so many people were doing it Um, because we were convinced that's what we wanted to do. We had it mapped out on our floor with tape uh, in our dining room, believe it or not, so that we could kind of get a feel for the space. But (laughs) Yeah, it was just, it was crazy. But the second, the first time we rented one, it was great. The second time we rented one, we were nearer to a town, actually Astoria. um, And we wanted to run into town and grab coffee and wanted to run to the beach. And it just became problematic packing everything up and battening down the hatches and all of that just to drive in, in a van. Yeah, I I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. 
so that was where we were like oh okay so we don't think this is actually going to work for us and um i'm grateful we figured that out before we actually purchased it yeah right. yeah right. that's kind of the difference between your your rvs that you drive and the ones you pull you know yeah, that, that's a huge difference when you go into a town. Yeah, and I just want to just go back just to your your story of how all this started. You know, when you when you you both had these losses in terms of your parents and your your be- your beautiful dog. That's what Kurt and I decided to when we retired. You know, so early is that life is too short. You know, yeah, it just yeah. man, it goes at a blink. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you got this RV. You decided to go with an RV. What kind of RV do you have? Yeah, trailer. We have, it's it's not very big. People are always amazed that we can full-time out of it. It's a 21-foot teardrop trailer. Okay. It's called a li- Little Guy Max. Um, they kind of have a cult following. Kind of an oxymoron uh, there. Exactly. It is, yeah. Exactly. Little Guy Max. Um, there's, actually, there's actually a Little Guy Max Mini as well, <laughs> but uh, that, that was a little too mini for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, okay. Okay, so you... Did you like sell your house or did you put um, rent it out? What are your apartment where you all were living before retirement? We did sell our house. We uh, we went lock, stock and barrel on this one. Uh, I, I always have the go big or go home mentality. Either I'm all in or I'm not in at all. And we uh, we had been in our house for three years. Uh, we had built it. We really liked it. It was on a, a large lot about uh, two thirds of an acre, nice neighborhood, but it just, we just had this feeling of needing to be untethered is the, the word that kept coming to us. Just kind of take away all of the responsibility and all of the things that kind of held us down, especially after, for me, after managing my mom's care. And then a lot of my work was taking care of people. Yeah. Um, you know, making sure the staff was happy, making sure the businesses were running well. And I just I just didn't want to have to take care of anything, to be honest with you. Yeah. So um, we we did. We sold our house over a, a several month period. We kind of went room by room in our house and we got rid of most of our stuff, um, sold virtually all of our furniture. Um, and then we we packed up. How big is our storage unit? We packed up we have a five by ten, a five by ten storage unit. Oh, so that'll tell you what we pared down to. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah. what what yeah, state so are y'all we, in? Or we're, oh, we're Washington State. Okay, well, you have like winter up there and stuff too. Oh man, yes. Yeah. That's just amazing to downsize that much. You know, I know that's one of the big questions a lot of our listeners always ask. How do they do that? Did you guys feel like an emotional tie to any of your stuff that you got rid of? Or did you were you able to just say, you know, it's time for it to go to a it's new just place? Stuff. Yeah, I, actually, I do have that mentality. I, I'm I'm a bit of a minimalist. And to me, it is just stuff. And, you know, on to be very, you know, kind of forthright neither one of us had a lot of stuff um so we already we didn't have a lot to get rid of compared to the normal family home that you would see yeah um so it it was a lot less for us to you know have to delve through and and sift through everything and get rid of so i don't i mean and again that's what the five by ten is for if there we had an emotional attachment to something we kept it and it's in the five by ten storage space but everything else you know again just stuff and 
we just got rid of it. Well, you might have noticed too. I, I don't, you know, with your parents passing away, did all of a sudden you have their stuff? And you know, we've talked to many people about that. You, we, Cindy and I have our stuff, but our girls really don't want it. You know, and it's yeah. You got to get rid. Of, you you got to downsize for your kids, or you know, whoever is going to clean yes. up your, your affairs, affairs when yeah. you're done. Yeah, I I agree, and you don't you don't really understand that until you have to do that for yeah. your parent yeah. my mom had i think i think her house was right about 2000 square feet maybe just short of that 18 1900 and she had a lot of stuff like she wasn't a pack rat by any means but she she just had a lot of stuff and it was overwhelming to try to take all these things that were very beloved to her but that i didn't have any emotional attachment to nor did my brother and to be getting rid of it, uh, it just felt horrible, yeah. and I I don't want for my kids to have to do that either. Yeah, right. yeah, okay. no, it's it's a, you're doing them a favor, that's for sure. Okay, so yeah. your teardrop is how big? Twenty one feet. Uh, Twenty one. Okay, and I, I imagine it has like a like a sh- everything's in there: the shower and the toilet, self contained, right? It, yeah, it, it's it's totally self contained. Um, you know, it's got a it's got a queen size bed in the back of the teardrop that is you know freestanding so we don't have to set it up and take it down and all of that you know um we have a little dinette area up in the front that does convert to a twin bed we kind of use it as a couch in that converted state it's got a full kitchen um you know the a, a wet bath um nice size fridge lot that what everybody when people come into it they're like wow you have a lot of storage space and there is and the, the storage space in here and the, it's real cabinetry it's real wood cabinetry in here oh, so nice. it looks more like a you know a real home instead of an rv um so and lots of windows lots of windows That's good, um, yeah yeah they yeah they refer to them as european style windows where they they kind of um flip up from the bottom and right. they angle out instead okay. of the little sliding back and forth kind of RV window. So you get a lot of light and a lot of air circulating through. Okay. Um, so like when you're traveling and you've mm-hmm. been doing this about a year, correct? Right. Yep. Okay. Do you just kind of go where the wind blows you and stop at a, a state park, county park, national park? Do you stay a day, a week and not, you know? Yeah. What, what yeah. is your, what do you, what do you, what do y'all do? <laughs> we, we have kind of, we have several bases that we go between. And so we're out on the West Coast. We are right now camped on property that uh, Kim's daughter and her husband and their son live on. And that's where we are for the summer. Okay. Um, but from here for the winter, we're, we will head to some friend's house in Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, fun. So, yeah, get out of, you'll be a a snowbird. (laughs) Exactly. So, we go from coast to coast. We sometimes stop by, I have a sister in uh, the um, Bay Area of California. So, like the spring on our way back here, we spent a couple months Mm -hmm. um, at her place. So, so in between, it's kind of, I plan out where we're going. Like when we leave here in a few weeks, we are going to go to Zion for uh, four days and then the Grand Canyon for four days and Flagstaff. You love those places. 
Yeah, and we we hit several of those places on the way home this past spring, <laughs> but we're going to hit Albuquerque at the time when they have their hot air balloon festival. Oh, oh fun. fun. So, yeah, so we, generally speaking, we where we camp is pretty varied. Um, we're a member of an organization called uh, Harvest Hosts. Ah, with, we we with interviewed their CEO, owner. Yeah. Yeah, the CEO, yeah. Oh, right. nice. It's, it's fabulous. It is absolutely fabulous. We As many places as we possibly can around along the way, we, we stay at Harvest Hosts. Um, when we can't stay at a Harvest Host, um, sometimes RV parks, sometimes state parks. Um, I have an app called Campendium that I use to find, and it will show me everything from, you know, free dispersed camping on BLM land to, you know, every RV park in that area. So yeah, the boondocking, it's my favorite when we were mm-hmm. camping yeah. back with the girls. I like boondocking yep. it. They, they yeah. kind of like a shower at night. Yeah. Well, I, I, lo- I love that whole concept of Harvest Host. I cannot say, you know, we, we plan to get a an RV someday um, in our retirement, too. And I just can't wait to go to a winery or a llama farm or something, yeah. you know. Yeah. They, yeah. Just yeah. too they, cool. They're fantastic. And you get to, I mean, you learn quite a bit. A lot of those places give you, you know, full-on tours of what the, we stayed at a lovely loofah and lavender farm in california and she went through the whole process of how she grows and harvests the the loofah and let us harvest some and shake out the seeds and the, the process that they soak them in to make the loofah so it, it's just it's fascinating okay um how long do you see yourselves doing this adventure so that's a great question um Initially, when we decided to do this, it was it was a bit of a um, this is what we'll need to do to be able to afford to retire early. Um, and Liz is very she has a nomadic heart. Right. And <laughs> I've known this for a long time. And so I was I I was less excited about the prospect of doing this, but was excited about getting to uh, kind of afford her the opportunity to live her dream. And felt like mm, I can do anything for a year or two. So even if I don't care for it, I, I still will be fine for a right. year or two. Right. And we got into it, and I I just absolutely love this life. I and it's shocking to me because I didn't expect to, to be honest. So right now, we really have kind of made the decision that we're just going to continue to do this until it doesn't feel like the right thing to do. Okay. So uh, our kind of our hope would be the next three, four, five years uh, that we would continue until like, you know, it doesn't feel right or something happens and we decide we want to kind of settle down someplace. Um, but for right now and for the the near future and maybe even a little bit the distant future, we we are both just absolutely loving this kind of a lifestyle. Well, that's great, you know, and that's the whole beauty of retirement and being able to, you know, afford the retirement you want. You you get to experience things that you just dream about. Yes. Right. Yeah, right. we always say we live on a house and a lake, and we say this is our house for our 60s, and maybe, you know, if life changes, maybe we'll change. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I've always yes. told Kurt I'm not married to a house. I'm married to him, and, you know, if he wants That's to get great. up and move, and we want to do something later on, I am 
I'm all for it. Quite frankly, you're living my dream, but I don't <laughs> think she's ready yet. So. Well, <laughs> well our, he keeps selling me on this, uh, the 50 states in a year. And yeah. he wants to do Ooh. all 50 states in a year. And you know, have to actually stay a couple nights in camp. each one, yeah. you know. And yep. I'm fine with that. It's just that I know I want a bed that I don't have to crawl over him. So that's yes. that's the hardest part right but there. Right now, our mothers are still alive yeah. and doing well, so we're just kind of hanging with that too. But yeah, sure, just kind of roll with the sense. punches when you're retired, I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Kim, the you know, I found you on MSN because of your wonderful article, and your article is about the things you've learned in retirement. So I really want to want you to talk to everybody about your article and what you wrote about and what what you learned because I think there's such wonderful lessons. So can you talk to us about that? Sure. I think the two things that I learned that surprised me the most um, and that have seemed to resonate with people that have read my articles is, first of all, how long it took me to start to feel rejuvenated and rested. Um, I felt very kind of neutral and emotionless um, when we kind of started out this life. And I and I, I kept attributing it to maybe that's just my age. You know, I'm not too sure. Maybe I'm like slightly depressed. I'm not too sure what, what's going on. Like nothing excited me and nothing really upset me. I just felt like I was kind of living in this middle area that didn't have much for fluctuation and then it was about nine or ten months into our retirement that I felt like I started to come alive again Great. and I and then I realized I was like oh my goodness I just have been exhausted like that that's the problem is I'm just exhausted and it took me months and months to kind of recover from the stress outlay of work um and that seems to be resonating with people. Like I've had a number of people that have commented back, oh, you know, thank you for putting words to what I've been feeling. I had no idea that that's what was going on. Um, and the second thing that I learned was the necessity, especially when we're younger, to come to grips with who we are. Um, we we live in such a culture that is driven by productivity and success and what we do for work. I mean, that's the, the first question we tend to ask people. What do you do? You know, right. if you're at a party or a gathering and I do it too. So it's just ingrained in us to focus on that. And then you retire and it's like, how do you answer that question? And I struggled a little bit with that when we first retired, like I'd say, well, I'm retired, but, and then I'd try to fill in the gap with something that was productive or something that was meaningful. Um, and I, I just kind of realized, you know, I, I need to be just okay with me as a person, like who I am, as opposed to what I do, that my worth and my identity or my value needs to come from who I am as a person, as opposed to what I'm doing. And so though, I would say those were the two things that I really kind of learned and grappled with this first year. Um, and they're, they're great lessons and, and they're things that, like I'm passionate about other people hearing that so that when they reach a retirement or when they're preparing to retire, that they're considering those things before they get there so that their experience is more enjoyable. You yeah. know, the one thing that I have a lot of people, you know, ask me about retirement and, you know, what are you going to do? Aren't you going to be bored and all that? I think a lot of that is that 
you know, first of all, you got to have some purpose outside of your career that motivates you, you know, whether it's travel or whether it's writing, whether it's, uh, you know, genealogy, something that will motivate you. Because if, if you just retire and we always say, don't sit too soon, a lot of people do end up getting depressed because they, everything is tied to what they did. Yes, exactly. And that, you know, I was surprised Everybody asked, it seemed like, do you miss work? You know, the first probably six months <laughs> of our retirement. And I I felt slightly embarrassed to say no. Like, right. I, I loved my job. I was really good at my job. Same for Liz. We would both tell you there is not a day this last year and couple months that we have thought, oh, maybe we should have worked a little bit longer. <laughs> oh, I really right. missed that. I mean, not seriously, not one single day. So, okay. yeah, I agree with you, Cindy. Yeah, Liz, how about you? What have you learned in, in your retirement that's maybe different than what Kim has? Um, I think it, it's, it's a hard thing because for me, like Kim said, this lifestyle suits me very, very well. Um, and I think for me, it's been more of, learning different ways to support Kim because Kim really has taken after, you know, her first nine, 10 months of really trying to get her energy back and all that she's really taken off. I mean, you found her through one of her articles that she wrote. She's really created a new career for herself as a writer. Um, And for me, uh, just learning how I can best support her in that endeavor. um, And, yeah, just play that role a little bit differently than I've played in our relationship up to this point. Um, so I think kind of being relationally flexible um, and observant um, to her needs and, you know, be able to help her reach some of her goals or at least cheer her on as she reaches her goals. Yeah. Um, but for me, this lifestyle is, you know, right up my alley. I'm a, I, at, at heart, I mean, I would, I'd be on my feet wandering all over the place. I, I'm, a, I'm a big hiker backpacker. So that one of the things that we love to do is go places and then she can kind of hunker down and write for four or five days and I can put on my pack and go hike. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, yeah, that is good. And it's yeah, great so that it's, you guys can do different things, but still be, you know, doing this together. You know what I mean? I think that's yeah, a lot absolutely. of problems in a lot of relationships of retirement is that, both spouses have to have that um, driven, something has to drive them, you know? And mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. like this year, I am really driven by trying to learn to play golf. And it is oh, just consumed my summer. I really, I mean, I love, I love it. And I'm horrible. And I want to get good. <laughs> and I'm competitive. And, and I my, love it. I know. And it's like, you know, I'm trying to get up the nerve to go out and golf by myself. And Kurt keeps telling me, go out and golf by yourself. You'll learn a lot. And it's just kind of, I'm scared. I just don't know who she would swear at if she was by herself. (laughs) But I think, you know, you both got to, yeah, Yeah. you both have to have some kind of a a passion that drives you, not just as a couple, but singular. 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 That's the word. I'm sorry. Thank you. You can edit that out. Um, But yeah, well, Well, that's good to know. All right. Did you guys, how did, did you see this vision of your life 20 years ago? 
<clears throat> I sure didn't. Um, yeah, I, I had no idea what retirement would look like 20 years ago. Um, so it's it's just, it's a beautiful thing to kind of watch your life unfold and have had no idea that that's the track that it would take. Right, um, right. Yeah. yeah, and I, I really would not have 20 years ago, I, I would not have thought that I would have retired already, for yeah. sure. Yeah. That's, um, that's one of the things I always... I wish I could tell, and I've talked to younger people about it. I wish they could see their life th through my eyes now, because all of a sudden we were retired, and it's like we prepared for it. And when you're younger, you can't see that. And so financially, physically, mentally, you yes. don't prepare for it when you're younger. Or you don't think you have time or the means to. Right. You know, right. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and it really a, does a, make a difference. Oh, it's a, it's if you're set up or if you're doing all right in retirement, it's a good place to be. You know. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I saw something today, and you guys can both probably relate to this. But I was on Facebook today, and I saw some yeah. stupid um, little saying. But it said, you know, older women or retired women are sometimes looked down on with their age and their gray hair. But from now on, I'm, I'm going to be called a queen ager. I oh, that. I love that. <laughs> so that is how oh, I am going to describe good. myself. I am now no longer a senior woman. I am a queenager. <laughs> I, I love that. I know. That's Isn't perfect. that just great? I love it. Yeah. Oh, so my I know. I think that's 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 me now. So I'll be a kingager. You can be a kingager. All right. All so, right. That's perfect. Yeah. Sounds I mean, good. you know, there's teenagers, so why not? Okay. So we're getting close to the end, and I just, I'm so glad I found you. First of all, I want you, Kim, to tell us the title of your article in case somebody wants to find it online, and so they can do some reading or any other. Yeah, or anything you else you want to give. Shameless us. plug for anything. This is the time to do it. Oh, perfect. So, um. Pretty much all my writing is on the medium.com platform. Um, and if you go to medium.com, you can search uh, authors. Uh, and my um, profile is at Kim Kelly Writes, K-I-M-K-E-L-L-Y-W-R-I-T-E-S. Um, and the title of that particular article that you saw was, We Retired Early, Here's What We Learned after our first year or what we learned in our first year okay um and that that is on medium and then it got picked up by um the magazine your tango uh they reached out and asked if they could republish it and i gave them permission to do that and then they were able to get it onto msn and a few other sites so oh, nice. that was wonderful yeah yeah so how old were you guys when you retired uh, I was 62 and Liz was 59. That's wonderful. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's we like, were 54. So. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's but, great. Yeah. That's really early. But Yeah, but we're 61 now. So we're, we're, we've we're been living there. our best life for a while and I yeah. love it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay we're getting it. near the end and we always ask the two questions. So far of your adventure, what would be your hell no? The worst thing that's happened in this last, I guess, year or so of retirement. I'm going to let Liz tell this story, Okay. Uh, and I'm sure your listeners will enjoy it. I, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, so, you know, when you do have the NRV, everyone always wants to know, well, you know, what's it like to dump the tanks? That seems like that'd be really unpleasant. <laughs> yeah, I see where it's so, going. Okay. We, we had a very unpleasant dumping experience. Um, the, a lot of the um, rest areas off of highways here in Washington State have dump stations, 
So we had pulled off the highway to dump at a rest station and um, got everything hooked up and pulled the, the basically the valve to, to let it drain. And um, it started, and then all of a sudden I hear like this splashing, and I look, and it is overflowing out of the ground where it goes in. Oh, no. Oh, no. And all of this waste. And I'm Kim wasn't there at the time. She'd walked around the RV, and so I real quick shut the valve. And uh, I'm like, uh, uh, Houston, we've got a problem. <laughs> and, and she comes around the, the back of the trailer. And, oh, my gosh. And apparently that they, they have two places to dump at this particular rest area. And that one they just had not had serviced where, you know, it was blocked backed up oh and, no um, so it's like so what do you do from here and luckily nobody else was there dumping so i was like well put on some gloves because i always take care of this and kim's kind of support um inside the the trailer rinsing things out but as i put on some gloves and you're going to grab one end and i'm going to disconnect from this end and we're going to walk it over to the other <laughs> dump station so we walk our because i'm i'm like our shit tube exploded our shit tube exploded <laughs> So we're now carrying our shit tube over to the other dump station and put that in. And I'm like, now you hold this end up in the air and I'm going to back the truck and the trailer up out of this spot and then pull it into the other spot oh, and hook it back up again. But anyways, it was just, we were like, yeah, I mean, like, that's probably one of the most unpleasant experiences. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and that was a true hell no. Yeah, yeah that is that's a good hell teamwork, no. though. That's, yeah, that, that, that was very think fast thinking there on your yeah no that would not be good so that that's a good old hell no and how about a you betcha the best thing that's happened in the uh year that y'all have been out on the road yeah there's too many to list but i think the one that has been pervasive is the ability to be spontaneous and get up and go so a couple days ago we looked at the weather forecast and it's going to get once again into the 90s here which is very unusual for washington but this is like the third week that it's going to happen oh yeah and so liz real quick got her maps and her apps out and planned us a trip to uh the oregon coast so that we could get out of the heat and once all that was done we just kind of looked at each other and and it's just this sense of satisfaction of we're, we're doing it. You know, we're creating the life we want. We're not sitting around and letting life dictate what we do. We're, we're taking advantage of our freedom and our um, flexibility and our mobility and the ability to just like look at the weather forecast and say next week doesn't look good. Let's get out of here and go somewhere else. And we hook up and we go and create new memories on the Oregon coast and um, get out of the hot weather. So it's been such a great thing to get to do that for a little more than a year now. It is. Yeah, yeah that's wonderful. That's and and wonderful. you're right. That's that being spontaneous and having that ability to be spontaneous is just so much fun. You're living your best retired yeah. life. That's right. You know. Well, thank yeah. you so much for joining us. Yeah, we appreciate this, ladies. Thank you for having us. It was great for both of us as well. Yeah, I'm so excited you reached out. You well, bet. yeah, if you ever want to write an article about two senior 
influencers or no, or <laughs> no, encouragers? I, I call somebody. We had an article written in uh, down in Texas when we were down there. They and the guy asked us, you know, well, do you feel like you're an influencer? And I'm like, no, I'm an encourager. Senior I want everybody encourage. to. I love that. Yes, you know, it, life is too short to sit behind a desk or a classroom, you know, chalkboard and just teach forever. You know, yeah, get absolutely. out there and do it. I love that. All right. Well, we Thank you, ladies. really appreciate it. Great talking with you. Thank nice you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that wraps up another adventure. They sound like they're having fun. Oh, I, I really hope someday we our paths cross. I think Kim and Liz just sound like friends again, you know, new friends. If they're cruising around, maybe we'll hit the road someday. Yeah, oh, that is so cool. Remember, we're always looking for new guests. Yep, and we appreciate you listening to us. You can find us on Spotify or wherever. And if you want to um, have anybody who wants to be on the show, uh, email us at adventureretired at gmail.com and you can check out all our episodes. Yeah, we have something for every retired person already, I think. Almost. Yeah. I mean, there's but we're so always many, looking for new adventures. Yeah, so many good topics and it's just fun. All right. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. I love you, Cindy. I love you more. And that's the kids and love you.